Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape. I'm Jonathan London, your host, and uh, we're going to talk some pop culture. We've got a pretty packed week. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 came out, as well as Michael Bay's Ambulance. I didn't see it. We won't be talking about Ambulance. Um, <laughs> what are you going to say about Ambulance that the reviews are saying? Uh, I think there was a review that literally said, critics never like Michael Bay movies, but they like this one. <laughs> and that was, I'm paraphrasing. That was kind of the gist of the review for Ambulance. So uh, kind of a ringing endorsement. Uh, I went to the Ren Fair for Heidi's birthday. So we got a little bit nerdy and medieval there. Um, what else is going on? Oh, yeah. Katie is kind of like, hey, what's going on in Moon Knight? Like, it's good. I enjoy it. I don't know what's going on. So Christian Blatt and I of the Blatt cast and the brand new Geekscape book club are here to uh, talk a little bit of comics. We'll be talking some comics. So basically, let's, let's go down the list. We got movies. We got video games, we got comics, we got TV, we got all those things. So it sounds like a classic Geekscape. Geekscapists, how are you doing? Um, we've uh, we've been a little busy here at Geekscape HQ. We had a three-hour live stream uh, that was a lot of fun on Friday, and I hope you checked it out. If you're watching this on the YouTube, on the Twitch, on the Facebook, uh, search the feed and look for that three-hour live stream. It was me guesting on One Hit Thunder. We had a lot of fun there, and then. We have a brand new show, uh, The Weird Algorithms. It's all about Weird Al, uh, and it's hosted by Matt Kelly and another Matt of Weedus. You, you all remember Weedus? They had that Teenage Dirtbag song. Uh, well, Matt from Weedus now has a show on our network with Matt Kelly talking all about Weird Al. You got to subscribe to it. You just have to. Uh, it's going to be, I mean, if you're a Weird Al fan, you got to do it. Um, and then the hour, the three hour live stream wrapped up with a, um, and a, a mini episode of uh, horror movie night. So it was pretty awesome. Uh, I really like these, um, these, these live streams because to me, they not only are charity, but they're 
a way for the rapidly growing Geekscape network to do like a, like an anniversary episode or do a live stream where, um, and, I, and I've actually made this an edict. I told Matt Kelly, I said, hey, if we're going to do these live streams and we're going to have all these shows at once, like one after another uh, from the Geekscape network, I think there should be a rule. I think people from the other shows should guest on the other shows and it should be like a comic book crossover so that uh, maybe if you're checking out one hit thunder, you, you discover one of the other shows. Maybe if you're listening to the guys from $2 late fee, you get Christian Blatt from uh, the new geekscape book club. If you're checking out uh femmer guard, maybe you get somebody from horror movie night and that way, like we kind of meet each other here. Cause I, I had to make a spreadsheet. That's how far gone it is with me um, today. I sat down I'm only a few years late on this and made a spreadsheet. It was a Google sheets thing. And it was like, you know, I just have to keep track of this stuff. Like how many shows do we have on the Ge- Geekscape network? Um, I like promoting them. I like talking about them here on the flagship show. I think they're all pretty valuable. Uh, Matt's doing a great job of wrangling them. Uh, but I have to know, you know, Who's still on those shows? Like, I, I barely know them. They're, they're growing so fast. And I, I don't think we're slowing down anytime soon. Uh, the numbers are really good. I'm really happy uh, with where Geekscape is. Not just the show, but the network. And I want to thank y'all. Um, the average podcast listener listens to three or four podcasts a week. The fact that you're hearing my voice on whatever pad, podcatcher, whatever pad tie, whatever podcatcher you choose uh, really means a lot to me that y'all choose Geekscape for as one of your uh, geek uh, podcasts for the week. So thank you. Uh, speaking of the brand new podcast that we got, uh, we've made some additions here, some additions during the pandemic. The first one was my co-host. Yep. You can see how uh, how things start to devolve when Jonathan talks too long. So let's get Katie in here. <laughs> I was wondering if you remembered how to do StreamYard. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had all these words and they there, there started to be too many of them. Oh, I thought and it was I, literally was you like, just trying to click around and find. <laughs> no, I was like, pull the plug, Jonathan. You need somebody to help you with the word salad that's coming out of your mouth. So <laughs> here's it. my little caterpillar in the salad, Katie, uh, whose name is changing. Yep, going to be Hampton, going to be a much more pronounceable last name. I'm still going to keep the all sassy pants, but uh, I'm going for mm. Hampton. I finally changed my professional name, so, you know, casting directors can remember that a little bit more easily. <laughs> we uh, had a little bit of a Geekscape crossover uh, yesterday for Heidi's birthday. We all went to Benny Hanna, um, as featured in the new movie, Everywhere Thing, <laughs> Everywhere All at Once. Um, there is a like a Benny Hanna type scene in that movie, and it's awesome. Yeah, uh, you should see it. But uh, Katie and Mark came to join Heidi and I, along with America Young and Dove Mir of um, the Undiscovered Scripts podcast that we have here yeah. on the Geek Skate Network. So everybody at the table, don't tell Heidi that it was not just her birthday. It was kind of an informal Geekscape hangout. I was like, are you making this a networking event? Yeah. By the way, they were both lovely and their daughter was adorable. <laughs> Pretty awesome. So yeah, yeah, a little bit of a Geekscape meetup. Don't, don't tell Heidi. It was a wonderful birthday. It started like Oh, like before the weekend and it went through the whole weekend, but just don't tell her. I, I did it's a work. party weekend. I worked a Geekscape meetup into it. So there it is. Speaking of Geekscape meetups, uh, Katie, we have this new show. I was on the first episode. I don't know if it's out yet, but you should look for it. Subscribe to it. The Geekscape book club. And it's got our good friend Christian on it. Uh, Christian also has, uh, you, you can hear him on the Blatcast. 
You can hear them on uh, the Marvel, Marvel Movie Talk, where they talk about Marvel and movies, and usually the movies that are, have Marvel in them. Uh, here's Christian right now. He's on the show. Hey, Jonathan. Thanks for uh, having me. Uh, I, I'm excited to be back on the on the Geekscape podcast. People might not remember this. Well, yeah. it's funny that you should ask, because mm-hmm. I'm a testament to what it, I thought I had a pretty good appearance, and it was so good that 246 episodes later, you're like, oh, come on back on. I was on episode 382. And uh, thought, thought it went well. Uh, there was a it was a studio in Hollywood, and uh, there were a few people. Uh, w- one of whom, my pal Will Sterling, and uh, a couple other people. Well, Will stayed. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know if Christian came back, but I would have come back. <laughs> uh, no, Christian, listen, I I cycle people in. Like yeah. I, you're a mainstay now. Like I'm so really sorry. No, I, no, no, no. It's fine. It wasn't me. It was, funny. It was you, and yeah, I just sure. felt like I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're really getting the real real now. <laughs> hey, you got this. I know. I, I love Christian and we've been friends since, but the opportunity here's the here's the truth. Okay, Geeks give me here's the real truth, and I'll give it to you without any lies. Um he's a better host than me. So why <laughs> the hell would I want this professional who then went on to do like the Blatcast Marvel movie talk and like all these other shows where in which he's a great host? And you can tell when you listen to this Geekscape book club, he's a He's a professional. Mm-hmm. What does he have? To, like, why would I have him on? What does he have? Coherent thoughts? I don't know. Uh, why would I have that guy? Why, it's like he's also reading books. Well, comic books. books. Well, yeah. comic books, Katie. Yeah. That's still a book. In fact, still down here from our pre- premiere episode. It, nice. We did do Batman Year One, and um, as we're talking on Monday, by the way, the video is up. The audio will be up later this week. There was a little mix up with uh between matt and i and uh i'm taking credit even though matt tried to take credit i'll be like no it's my fault so the audio will be up soon but we're doing that show once a month and uh our next one will be uh may 1st and we're doing dr strange way of the weird which is a josh aaron story i've never read so that's the whole concept is jason aaron yep i said josh aaron because that's a guy i know (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh that is a very weird uh dr strange run and i had somebody ask me they said okay how does this more uh, this geekscape book club work uh do we participate in the show and I, and and this is what i had to say i said well we've already done batman year one yep. and you can read the book and you can hear what we had to say about it but if you want to get in on it you uh you know just in time for dr strange uh to hit theaters you go and get this dr strange um jason aaron book and you read it and then as we go live here, right here on the Geekscape Network, on the YouTube or the Facebook, and when we go live, you can be part of the chat and you can talk to us. Who knows who Christian will have as guests, but um, it was a great conversation and very well hosted and organized, <laughs> cohesive thoughts, through lines. Oh my God, it was awesome. Uh, and absolutely stay I had the rare years. foresight to put the brakes on what would have been a really fun conversation, but we were about to go down a rabbit hole for 20 minutes, which on my regular podcast, the Black Cats, we do all the time. And yeah. I was like, well, this is the book club. I'm trying to keep it to an hour. So let's go ahead. And, and <laughs> uh, you know, it was like, it was, a, it was a string I really wanted to pull on, but I'm like, you know what? What was the string? I can't remember now. Because uh, oh, I had to push I hate it. That. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't like save it for the next show. But yeah, we had a great time. And then the idea is that it's a book we haven't read. So uh, three of us had not read Year One, uh, but uh, Jonathan, of course, had read it. Uh, of course. But uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, people who have read it are welcome. But we we want sort of our regulars to be reading stuff for the first time. And as a once a, once a month show, it's not hard to do that. I think if we were doing it more often, we would probably run out of like great runs that we've never read. So. 
the that Jason and Aaron uh, Chris Bacciolo is the artist. I think yeah. I butchered his name. I think he did. was our neighbor at um, LA Comic Con. We had a booth at LA Comic Con, and he had a, the the booth right next to ours. And uh, I, I love and I'm frustrated sometimes with his artwork because it's so expressive. And yeah. sometimes I'm like, holy crap, that is so stylistic. When I turn the page, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> is that the dude's foot? <laughs> like, yeah. it's insane. He's got so much going on in each page, but he, I, you can't pass up his artwork because there's nobody else like him. So, no, I mean, the, I, I, I know him mostly from Generation X. And I mm-hmm. think that that to me was the, that was such a big it had its its own unique style, you know, which uh, in, in a time where everybody was starting to draw very similarly, it was nice to have somebody who's like, no, this is what I do. So, oh, just nuts. And we talked, uh, I think he lives in Puerto Verde. And we talked about that. We talked about Mexico and this and that. Nice. Um, let's see. Garrett Briones is up in the chat. Uh, speaking of Geekscape podcasters, he says, ask London how much he prefers year one to the Batman. Uh, no, it's great. I think year one is a perfect story and it's very well balanced. Um, and with them, we have the Batman, which is it's it's a movie. A movie. <laughs> it's a movie. And the movie is. You can read this in less yeah. than three hours. <laughs> You can go get more story yep. and it's be less than three hours. Uh, you know what? The Batman is for some people and uh, and that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and for other people, it's Batman 66. Yeah. Uh, I described people, it, it's I, Batman Beyond. Yeah. Our good buddy Guy is down in Brazil finishing up another movie and we we hadn't talked. You know, he, we, we share Instagram messages for the most part. And uh, he said, uh, did you not like it? And I said, Batman's character arc in the Batman is by the end of the movie, he goes, Oh, and he realizes like he can do better. Like, I was like, all right, <laughs> it took him three, it took him three hours to be like, Oh uh, shit. I look forward. To, I do look forward to the Batman too. I do. Um, because you know what? Not all sequels are bad. And I used to live in a world and you did too, where video game movies were bad mm-hmm. and Hollywood couldn't make, a video game movie to save their life. And then what saved us? Uncharted. No, what saved us? Sonic the <laughs> no, Hedgehog. No. Number one. no, it was, it was Assassin's Creed. No. Uh, you had <laughs> this movie. This. <laughs> and this was very important to me for this movie to be good. And it didn't start out well. You had the wear hedgehog and the furry hedgehog with the human face, creepy hedgehog. And the fans went nuts. Remember when they leaked the Sonic and the fans yeah. went nuts yeah. and they were like, that is creepy as hell just make Sonic like the cartoon, but furry. And then they fixed Sonic. They released the Sonic movie. And it was like one of the movies I saw right before the pandemic hit in theaters. And I, I loved it. And then here, here we are slowly crawling out of the pandemic. And I go back to the theater to watch Sonic the Hedgehog too. I hope it's good. It's got Idris Elba's knuckles. It's got tails in it. Jim Carrey's back. It's got all the pieces to be right. James Marsden again. Movie's great. Movies awesome. Movies so much fun. Movies under three hours. And Christian then had to immediately go to McDonald's and get himself a Tails McDonald's toy for. If you're watching this on video, you can see him holding that up to the mic. Um, loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, I think the things that I'll say about it real quick before Christian throws in is uh, the story is fun and it's sound and it's better than it has any right to be because clearly these movies are in the style of like a chipmunk's squeakquel type of thing where it's like an a-, a live action animated mix and it's clearly for kids but um they 
they throw in so many jokes for adults and there is a daily the earth should still slash army darkness shout out within the first three minutes that is just amazing i, I my eyes bugged out because no kid's gonna get that but i loved it um and then the movie very effortlessly and uh it just cleanly starts integrating pieces from levels pieces from the story of the original sega genesis games and you, so you start to recognize things from like the ruins level or you, underwater mm -hmm. level. And then you start to realize that all these other different levels that you see in the games are starting to get interpreted into the story. And again, oh. seamlessly. And and it enhanced it. Everything from like robotics, robots to multiple, uh, you know, just uh, multiple level designs and uh, locations. And I don't want to say too much more than that, but I was fucking losing my mind by the end of the movie when I realized what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. It was like, are they really doing that in the second movie? They got a whole third, probably. They can just save it. No, my God, they're going to do it now. <laughs> ah! Johnny lost his mind. Oh, man. Okay. Now I'm even more cool. bummed I didn't go and see it this afternoon. But <laughs> And there's a mid credit scene, so hold on to your popcorn. Uh, Christian... Do you echo similar sentiments? Yeah, I would. I would say pretty much. You know, the everything you said about some of like the references. You know, just there was a something about you know two species who'd been fighting since the dawn of time, and they and uh, I think Sonic says just like uh, the Rock and Vin Diesel, and just like to have <laughs> jokes like that that my kid wouldn't get. And, uh, you know, and, and honestly, I have a, I have a six year old and a four year old. So I was kind of watching it with them in mind. I think like a little bit scary for the four year old, only a couple times. I'm like, oh, I feel like I could take them to this. So that right there makes it more appealing, but it was so fun and so funny. And within the first half hour you had one, it's tricky by run DMC and then walk by Pantera. And I was like, yeah, this is my kind of kids movie, you know, and, and they, they worked, you know, it wasn't just like, well, this is crazy. And, uh, and it didn't pander. No. And that's the worry with some of this stuff is yeah. that you're pandering. You well, and, that, and that's, I think, the really genius thing, especially about the first movie, which was the last movie I saw before the pandemic hit. So that was the last time I was in a theater was seeing Sonic, uh, the first one. And I was like, okay, you're not only going for the nostalgia effect, which is obviously like hitting my generation, but you're also like catering in a new era of fans along with like the potential open world video game. And like, let's be real at some point they should really start considering doing the, the, uh, the comic or the cartoon at some point mm -hmm. again, to get even more fans on board. But yeah, I, I loved how they integrated everything and like brought fresh music to the show or to the movie and now that i'm hearing that there's run dmc and all sorts of i'm very excited i'm very excited to see the second one and idris elba's great katie yeah. like uh you, you when you know when they cast him he's such a big star that you're like well they cast him as knuckles is this just like is this just star casting and maybe he it's not gonna fit maybe he'll fax it in i will see uh, in any shape or form like, yeah i agree and then, and then the you way. watch it you watch it in the trailer and you're like he seems well, almost too dark in like the trailer. And then he's like a bad guy and he's working with Robot Nick. And then you realize, oh, this is how this is it. This is how they're going to integrate him. And okay. first he's going to be used by Robot Nick. And maybe by the end of it, he, he will. will it's, it's like an origin story for in the Agreed. same way that the last one was kind of like a grown up growing up story for Sonic. There's kind of a growing up story for both Knuckles and Tails coming from different places, like cool. a good place in a, in a, in a, like a bad guy place. And they, meet together and they say save the day i'm just gonna spoil it they save the day oh uh, 
Come on, man. Uh, just kidding. They die at the end. Uh, horribly. <laughs> violently. No, but also colorfully. Like when, <laughs> when those Oh, when they tore them open and those emeralds started <laughs> spilling out of their guts, I was it's like, just I don't, rings spreading everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to cut I don't want to spoil <laughs> what color. Little animals bounce out of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, Go ahead, uh, and I'm happy man. for uh, James Marsden because of so many roles where, you know, he's kind of like the, the guy who you're supposed to, you know, feel like it's like the Baxter. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, like, you know, Cyclops, the way that he was portrayed, it was like, yeah, but, you know, Gene really likes Wolverine. And, you know, she was he was like Mary Jane's boyfriend. He was like J. Jonah Jameson's son. And yeah. uh, I think that was two. And he's always like the guy where you're like, ugh, this guy. So it's like, oh, but he gets to be like, oh, I'm the dad and I'm a happy, happily married man. And he's just having fun. He wears a really ugly shirt, as Sonic points out. But that's okay. He's going away. It's fine. I will I will have to just uh, put up a fight for James Burston on behalf of the movie Hairspray. I just, if you haven't seen that, take a look. He's great. He's fantastic at it. <laughs> Well, Jim Paul Grinelli, uh, who I went to grad school with, just jumped into the chat and he says, Castlevania is the best video game adaptation so far. Sorry, Sega boy. Uh, <laughs> and really uh, great show. yeah, it's nice. I, uh, you know, we've had the producer, Adi Shankar, on the on the show before a few times. Um, I saw Addy right before our panel at LA Comic Con uh, in December. And I said, you should come back on the show. So I'm going to follow up on that. Um but I, I got to say, uh, not true Jim, uh, Warren Ellis fanboy, as Jim is. <laughs> so there you have it. Um, <laughs> Jim, sh- shots fired. Shots fired. fired. Uh, I, I did I did make it about a, a, an episode into the Castlevania show. A full episode or just most? Yeah, episodes? there are more. Yeah, okay. uh, but I got to tell you, um, I actually, with this Paramount Plus, I went, uh, I went crazy. I said, you know what, Jonathan? Let's uh, settle in. Let's get the popcorn. Let's get the, the you know, soda water. The soda water. The soda. The soda. The, For the twenties. And let's 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 really like make an investment here. It's the, one of the biggest franchises in video games. It is. We've been waiting for this show for fifteen years. It was a movie. Peter Jackson was going to do it. Uh, Neil Blomkamp was going to do it. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. I settle in for this Paramount Plus, and I watched that first episode of Halo, and I've talked about it here on the show. And it didn't do it for me. And I was like, no, 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 Jonathan, maybe it'll, maybe that's just a setup. Let's watch the second episode. And I was like, all right, let's just go. Oh, uh, it's going but the other direction. No, no, no. And I watched the second one. I was like, hey, hey, hey. okay. Whew. They got those out of the system. The third one, because there's a cliffhanger at the end of the second one. They're like, oh, they were going to find out about the Cortana. And, the, you know, because now at this point, you're like, I don't know why they're starting this far early in Master Chief's story. And they don't just have the pew pew and start with the pew pew. And the Master Chief that we know with the whole Cortana thing. And they just start there. They're going to the origin. I guess we're going to sit through this. Okay. This is the episode. Episode three, where they finally are like, we're going to merge Cortana, the blue thing. The blue girl, the uh, blue lady, that like AI Absolutely. that talks to Master AI Chief. For my Xbox, yeah, yep. <laughs> right. We're gonna merge. This is the episode where all those questions you never asked are answered. Where they merge Cortana with the Master Chief, and it's gonna be dramatic. No, it's not. It, they, they merge, and it's it's like a buddy cop thing. <laughs> and I just I watched it, and and I I have twenty minutes left in the episode, but I. I had tapped out. I tapped out on the Halo in third episode. I tapped out. I I couldn't. I I tried. I tried. I gave it a good try. I uh, I can't. Did you try that at all, Christian? 
Well, no, I haven't. And uh, I'm kind of glad it's still on my to-do list because now it can, okay. it can get pushed a little further down. Uh, like- I, and my excitement level for it was more like curiosity, but that must be a terrible feeling, Jonathan, because you were so legitimately excited for it. And then when you actually sit down to watch it, you go like, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, at least how, you were home. I mean, like being excited for yeah. a movie and sitting down in that movie and you're like, you know. That's unfortunate. It's like, oh my god, Daredevil's finally on the big screen. I'm so excited. They've got a movie star play. What the? What? Oh, that movie was Ang Lee's Hulk because James <laughs> Shamus oh, wrote it, and it, Ang yeah. Lee's one of my favorite filmmakers. Sure. And I was like, Ang Lee, what James Shamus. These guys are coming off an Oscar in like a perfect movie in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. We got Eric Bana. He's amazing. We got Jennifer Connelly. We got the per- we got the perfect casting of thunderbolt ross with sam elliott like this movie is going to be so what am i watching why am i watching this oh my god there's hulk dogs i walked out when i came out of hulk i that was a rough one geekscape wasn't around then but i would have been right on geekscape you would have seen the nerd tears on that episode the nerd tears (laughs) of jonathan's ang lee's hulk episode would have been rough man you would have been able to fill uh fill fill i don't know something with it but yeah Yeah, do y'all have my soda water cup? water. Yeah, your your pop. Uh, do y'all have a movie that you were so excited to see? And let's keep it to, to genre geekdom that you were like, oh my god! It, like, from all extensive purposes, they they nailed this. And you go in and you're like, something's not right. I would say Superman Returns is my second. That's on that list. that's okay. a yeah. great example because every I mean, you know, we don't we don't have to talk about uh, you know Brian Singer when he's not being a filmmaker. Uh, I I loved the first two X Men movies that he did, and uh, I I felt like he destroyed two franchises by not doing X Men three because X Men three was terrible uh, and Brett uh, Brett Ratner did it, and then he went and did this Superman movie that I was like legitimately excited for because it's like, you were going to just pretend three and four didn't happen. Think of it as a sequel to Superman two. And I'm like, that's a great idea. And again, somebody who we just have to talk about the performance in the screen at the time, Kevin Spacey is Lex Luthor. I'm like, that sounds like a great idea. And uh, Brandon Routh didn't really do it for me, but he's not the problem in the movie. I don't think, you know, I mean, I he's think really just, good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think I would have gotten used to him if he had continued to be Superman, which I know he has on TV, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big one. Um, I think, you know, it's a lot of times it's sequels though. Like mm. the Spider-Man two, which we referenced earlier is one of my favorite all time comic book movies, like period, probably more than most of the MCU. But then yeah. Spider-Man three comes along and you're like, Oh no, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's still Sam Raimi too. It's yeah. like, they didn't yeah. have like a casting change. There's not a new director. Right. There's no excuse. We've had uh, well, this, you got to go way back to the Spider-Man three era, but yeah, like their effects supervisor Scott Stockdike was on the show, and and you know, and I think you know we're excited to go see Doctor Strange two and get our classic Raimi back, but uh, yeah. a couple things were a perfect storm for that Spider-Man three. The main one being that writer strike, the writer strike of ninety seven yeah. or oh seven, yeah, kept them from being able to rewrite anything on that script, and the script was not there, not totally, and. And I, th- and I think, and there's no one you can quote on this, but this is what I've heard from places. Uh, they asked for another year and Sony's like, absolutely not. Like people want a Spider-Man movie and that movie opened bigger than either of the prior two. So Sony's bean counters were right in the same way that they were with X-Men, uh, with X-Men United. 
uh, X3 opened bigger than either X-Men movie to date. And it's not until that next movie comes out that you see the damage that you did yeah. when Amazing Spider-Man 1 doesn't make as much or right. when uh, X-Men New Class or, you know, First Class, is it, was yeah. it New, First First class, class. doesn't make as much. Like, like that's the danger of forcing those third movies through and you're not right um yeah you know what they made they made a ton of money on spidey 3 and x-men 3 so but it's it's the same year it's the exact same problem not exactly genre but the james bond quantum solace they couldn't rewrite it and boy they needed to you know Mm -hmm. so yeah it's uh it 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 tells you a lot about about how just how much writing goes on after they you know after they start filming you know so yeah yeah. I, i think they had michael chabon like doing a rewrite on that second Spider-Man movie in like uh, I want to say Mike uh, like Michael August or some one of those great writers did a did a rewrite on it, but John August, but they did just didn't have that available to them on the third on the third one. Yeah. Katie, do you have a? Oh, I'm so hyped for this Peter Jackson's Hobbit. Maybe <laughs> uh, I did really mm. enjoy that movie for its own reasons, just the first one. But um, apart from that, no, I would say that the one that I relate the most on would have to be Harry Potter Four: Goblet of Fire. Um, it wasn't like three was my favorite book and favorite movie, and you know, not to continue talking about curves or anything like that. But I loved how that was done. Um, the movie was fantastic, but then we go into four and I was already like, it was one of the bigger books. I was very excited about it. I was ready to roll. And I just like the style of everything was off in my mind. The, uh, I hated their hair. I don't know why this is <laughs> for me, but I hated their hair. So like, obviously like, hair is supposed to be like messy headed or whatever, but like everybody just started to have like the wing tips or something. I don't know what was happening. It was like, we're going back to the 60s shag. And I was like, what are you doing? And why? And it, style. it was, it was a choice. It was definitely a choice. And then everything just felt like sticky. Um, Matt Kelly's with you. He says, honestly, the Potter films really went to shit until part seven. Um, I I have to say three three's the best at one. four, like like after three the, from so like four or five six are the ones that like, are bad. Is that what I, proposing? I think? I'm guessing that's what he's saying. Um, mm-hmm. But I I can't speak for him. I can only speak for myself. I I would say four five parts of I feel like four and five were like, eh, and then six was pretty damn good, and then seven part one and part part one i was like i the camping scene i just i, I can't believe that i don't watch them. listen <laughs> oh you <laughs> no i think i watched one but i was in college and i was like eh, it's not for me and then i watched oh. four with a friend because he was super hyped for it and didn't want to go to the movies by himself and and i was like this was like this I was, was like i'm out book series that got me into reading like this was the, the thing the, that finally cracked neil open. gaiman neil gaiman's book of magic yeah i mean that <laughs> i did actually read that later and i was like oh this is really Jonathan's great being coy oh this is great it's like harry <laughs> potter uh you know jim's back jim pellegrinelli's just taking shots now right. and i think he took he's taking the crown because jim saw something that none of us saw and we should have just said it outright because this wins the cake every single time my most o- painful overhype is definitely Phantom Menace. Sixteen yeah. years of buildup. Dot dot dot. Fuckers. Right. <laughs> you know the, no. The, uh, it's such a divisive topic. Obviously, Star Wars in general, and I don't even right. know if I want to say which movie. But there's one I, that was recent, and I turned to my wife afterwards, and I'm like, I, I didn't love that, and 
I didn't think that that was how I would ever feel about a Star Wars movie. I didn't. I, uh, even, it wasn't Solo. It, no, it was Last this Jedi. Was, was it Last Jedi? Force. Was it Last Jedi? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Force, I was going That was my original thing, thing, and then I was like, I don't want to crack and, open this and rotten so, egg. And yeah, I just don't want to go into a whole Last Jedi thing because right. of how old the movie is. Sure. But yeah. uh, you know, the the prequels, I was like, ah, okay. I I don't know. I was just like, all right, let's see how they play out. Whatever. I was a kid, and at the time, like that was like sure. That, that's no excuse. It was, <laughs> kids were into like trust me, Indiana would, Jones and Goonies. I, no, I had a good friend that said, hey, I was also into those too. But I was I had a good friend that later on in life in like mid 20s she was like i've never seen any of them and i was like oh let's just start at the beginning and get the whole story and then i was like oh god this is oh this is so bad oh Mm -hmm. and i i know some of the people that worked on the movie and they're fantastic people and they've gone through hell and back but at the same time like looking back i was like oh that was that was meant for me as a kid but also with a lot of boring political political stuff but I'm, I'm sorry katie my mind is spinning you said you started at the beginning and implied that you started I, with the phantom menace no no okay. I, <laughs> I was just like but yes. you didn't start with a new hope but i was like i was like oh we should start because she had seen the originals she hadn't gotcha. seen any of gotcha. the that's the newer okay ones. now like, i get okay, it we okay. should start at the beginning i and, can breathe and again then I was like, yeah no because <laughs> that's Trust my thing me. with when, when, no. when i when i it feel my kids are old enough it's like you got to start with four because you might you might lose yeah. them if you start with phantom menace is my right i think i think you i think i'm gonna one day show the kids four five six uh i'll show them uh rogue one but turn it off before it turns into yeah. force unleashed uh <laughs> and because I it just makes rogue no one. sense yeah, but that ending with Darth Vader Here's, doing Force Unleashed down the hallway, I'm right, like, right, yeah, oh, yeah, that, I, like it just doesn't make sense that Princess Leia is like, we're on a diplomatic mission. I was like, you were just escaping a war zone. Like everybody yeah. saw you, dude. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> um, and then I think it's like, okay, from there, you're gonna watch two seasons of Mando, and you're gonna get into yeah. that, and those are your, those are your films. That's, That's what you get. Need. That's what you I get. Say, the other stuff. The personal thing with me in Rogue One is that I knew nothing going into that movie. It was one of my favorite. I watched it on Christmas Day with my first and only Christmas that I ever spent totally by myself. And I never okay. watched a single trailer. It was so much fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, I did. I did like that with. Fan, I did that with Phantom Katie's Menace. Like shaving. If, if if a trailer was about to start for Phantom Menace, I would walk out of the theater. Oh, and so I, I, I never. I didn't. I never saw anything. But then the yeah. movie. I was like, I didn't hate it the way a lot of people did. But I was just like, well, that wasn't really worth it. I'm going to see all the trailers right. from now on. But like, you may not remember this. I didn't even the know. Water Boy. The the Water Boy had Phantom Menace like attached to it. The yeah. trailer attached to it, and that is how. Like I love Adam Sandler, like his movies that we loved on VHS in college were the thing. But like by the time I got to, I think it was sophomore year, The Phantom Menace, we were all like, "Oh my god!" And you're we watching like the download speed on the trailer, and you're like, "There's a there's a thing coming over the hill. This is amazing!" But you want to see it on the big screen, and the only way that you're going to do that was it was very crafty. Fox, they attached it to the Water Boy, and uh, so I went to see the Water Boy. Not a bad movie, but. Well, um, they all it they then definitely got attached, a box office then bump. They attached the next one, I think, for Phantom Menace to Meet Joe Black, the uh, hmm. the Brad Pitt masterpiece. <laughs> and, really? Uh, car? And, uh, there were a lot of reports that people would buy tickets to Meet Joe Black and then not stay for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know what? It was cool. I mean, I, I was so hyped watching it on the big screen, and then I <laughs> I, I went and saw it. I had the tickets it was. You know, you 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 know, you're camping out. You have your friends, and you're you're making like a chart, right? Remember when you make a chart with your friends, and you're like, you got okay, you got to be there Tuesday when the box office opens. You got to be the first one in line, and then I'll come and spell you Tuesday night, and I'll camp until 
6 a.m. and then so-and-so is going to come and spell me. And you make a chart. Like it was like you get like five of your friends and you swap out to make sure you don't lose your place in line for when the box office opens up. And then you got to go back with your ticket for when they're going to open up the theater. Right. And I just remember that's where I read the rest of Preacher. It was just sitting there like like in nice. line. And I come in, the lights come down, the lightsabers go up, the theater's <laughs> freaking out. And about 10 minutes into that movie, I was like, am I seeing, is this, <laughs> is this the right movie? Like, this is insane. This isn't, I don't think this is good. And then it ends, and I convinced my dad a week later to take to like go see it with me again. Just and so it's you the can only make sure. I, it, it's the only prequel I've seen twice because I was like, I don't. Maybe it was good, and I went back. And I was like, no, it's not. It's the last. It's the last Star Wars movie that I saw in the theater more than once. Actually, was Phantom Menace because like the you dude, didn't see. Wait. I didn't the see other, any of the other ones more than once. Uh, no, in, same. Yeah. Same. Same. Even Rogue One, which I did enjoy. I, I enjoyed it, yeah. That and, was really great. And honestly, there's there's flaws for Solo, but I'll tell you about Solo. It was fun. I was able to it have was. fun with it. And I mean, for, for a and movie he's great. that like, yeah, is the first I, time I did we really don't like see, him. Yeah. yeah, when we don't see any lightsabers or anything Jedi associated, like I thought it was really well done. Like, yeah. I, he's I mean, great. It's a fun movie. And, but it fall, But the ending is where it really yeah. starts to fall apart Agreed. because he could, he's continuously duped by someone. And I don't want to be like, um, this is gonna be tough. Uh, he he doesn't make a sacrifice in the film mm. yeah. to save Chewie, and I've said on the show before, yeah, she has to be the sacrifice that he makes to save Chewie, and that is where he get, you know what I mean. Like he she's decept she's deceived him. She's she's technically the bad guy in the film, yeah, in that she's double crossed him, and he he needs to do something to save Chewie by the end of the movie to like establish that friendship and to earn the life debt truly and to do that thing. And that should have been the moment at the end of the movie. And it probably, and it should have cost him this woman that started him on his quest at the beginning. I think it would have given some symmetry to the film and it would have gone full circle and been beautiful. Um, I don't know if you, sh- I don't know if you do that in a movie with, for kids though, it'd be like a lady's got to take the hit. <laughs> you know, she would have had to turn pretty evil. Like she'd have to go full Sith or something for that to happen. But um Yeah. All right. Well, Geekscape, email me, Jonathan at Geekscape.net, and I'll bring it up on the next show. Like, what was the movie you were hyped for that had your geek heart pumping? And then you uh, you, you felt the blood uh, drain from your face when you started watching it. Um, what do I got here? We got a, a couple things coming up. Um, you know what is, it got me super pumped? And I don't think it's going to be a disappointment because my buddy Craig Derrick is one of the main people on it. And they got some of the original team back. Uh, Craig Derrick has not been on the show. We've talked about him coming on the show. I first met Craig at the 2009 San Diego Comic-Con because I was the only person from the Geekscape group to go and hang out uh, at the Monkey Island meetup to celebrate the Monkey Island fans and the remake of Monkey Island 1 and 2. <laughs> so I went by myself. And I don't even think I told any of the Geekscape. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to go get dinner by myself. But it was I literally went to the Monkey Island meetup at San Diego Comic-Con for the announced new special editions of the Monkey Island game uh, coming to Xbox. And uh, and uh, I met Craig Derrick, I think, because I was, I was sitting by myself. Uh and uh, he came over and was like, so what's your story? And boy, what a mistake that was, because within five minutes, he had heard the whole plan that I've had since I was 16 for a Monkey Island movie. Who would play what? What you keep from both games? How you merge the first two games together? How you take this, you put that, and then this starts, and then so you open on, and this is what you close on. Sets up for trilogy. Like He was like, okay, this guy's thought about Monkey Island a lot. Ooh. Uh, and since then, we've been 
friends. Uh, he should come on the show because he, you know, Lucas Arts just announced, and I, my heart exploded on Monday. They announced a brand new Monkey Island game, Return to Monkey Island, uh, and uh, it takes place after Monkey Island Two. So it's kind of doing the third Monkey Island, uh, the third Monkey Island thing. Um, there's a, more games in the series, but Monkey Island Two is really where those first two games are awesome. I think this game, if it keeps the quality, Jonathan's heart's going to explode. It's got the original cast. It's got the people who did the special editions. It's got the original writers. It's got a ton of the original team. That's basically all I have to say about that, but I'm pretty (laughs) stoked. (laughs) I know nothing about this series, and you are so beyond excited that it's it's just fun to watch you get so excited about Monkey Island stuff. I totally get it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like like when somebody's a fan of a a band you've never heard of. You're like, I'm so excited for you. I'm happy for you. I just don't know what it is. Wait, wait, Christian. I don't don't know Monkey Island. Uh, I, I... you, I, you play video games. Uh, you have video I, game systems. I, I don't. I don't have current video game systems. Uh, no, no. Oh, don't worry. Got on the Does... iPad. These oh. special editions you can get on the iPad. You can get on the on the computadora. You can get them on your iPhone. You can get them whatever you need. That's what I'm going to get for Katie. I'm going to probably oh. buy her a two pack to go get her playing. Katie, you're on. Like, I'm literally Steam on every stuff, right? platform that you can. Katie, do. these special editions. Okay, you may not. Oh my god. <laughs> This is the Monkey Island podcast show. I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. Like, do I, do I ask? Do I ask about Monkey Island? Because does how long does the answer take? But I, I, no, I, I uh, you don't want to go. To, it's that thread you don't yeah. want to pull. I'll, just yet. I'll do it's my, just I'll do my own independent funny. study. I'll, I'll research it. Yeah. I'll find out about it. Independent study, Geekscapist. I do get the like that, like pure joy and that like addiction of just like i just need more like that's how i felt with portal and that's also how i felt with kingdom hearts which you know bringing it back around kingdom hearts just released a trailer today for kingdom hearts 4 which i don't know how to feel about because one the graphics look amazing but i'm sure it's just it not even in engine footage but also kingdom hearts 3 was so bad (laughs) Katie, that- I, all I got to tell you is Return to Monkey Island comes out this year, and uh, you're not seeing your Kingdom Hearts game. We're not uh, seeing Breath of the Wild you're not 2 either. <laughs> you're not see- well, you're not seeing no Kingdom Hearts game for another five years. Oh, at least 20. Breath I, of the Wild, I, at least I, you'll get it in 2023. I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 was a uh, 13-year wait. Yeah. Yeah. Great. No. You know no. Monkey Island. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, Jim Plug would be like, yeah, my dialogue is... Uh, Psst, psst, hey kids, you know this Monkey Island? Uh, no one does. It's, my, it's one of my favorite franchises. Uh, Katie, while you wait for Kingdom Hearts 4, and whatever weird semi-sequel they're going to add up to it, that's like point X9, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find you, you... You name the system. You name your system, and I will find you on the store, the Monkey Island Special Editions 1 and 2. And okay. they're, uh, they're adventure games. Like They're the point-and-click adventure games where you have to attach the pulley to the chicken, to the thing, to that, to unlock the thing. And, you know, they're fun. They're a little mind-bendy, but feel free to do a... a well, if, a, if they have it for ColecoVision, I'm in. Hey, perfect. Don't you mess with me, Christian. You're going to be banished for another, how many episodes? Seven, uh, 300. 246, I think. Yeah, something like Not that. even counting the specials, Christian. Yeah, I, I, I didn't count the specials. That is I, If you count the specials, I... It's I, like 800 like, episodes. I'm like, when yeah. Christian showed up with the Geekscape book club, which you should all subscribe to, I was like, how the fuck did that guy get out of the negative zone? <laughs> <laughs> like, last time I saw Christian, he was spinning on a plane of glass into the space. He was like, ah! Damn you, London! I was like, "That's what you get for being a better host, motherfucker." 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, I look forward to all these games. Uh, really, just Monkey Island too, uh, or Monkey Island three point five, whatever it is. Return, Return to Monkey to Island. Monkey Island. Mm-hmm. Return to Monkey Island. Um, so, Katie, yeah. uh, are you having Moon Knight problems? What's going on with you? No, I no, I'm not having problems. No, I'm just I'm loving the new show. I I feel like it's another version of Severance, but I don't know the backstory. Um, and I love, okay. So I do, I did find out like he's got all these different personalities, but I can't tell. Is it his own mental thing? Is it because he's also got a Pharaoh possessing him? Um, there's so much going on here that I don't quite understand just yet, but I'm excited. It's been fun. It's been a fun ride. What would you say, um, Christian? Because I, I think that the way that they've introduced Mark Spector, who is the main yeah. Knight alter ego mm-hmm. was actually really creative in doing it with one of his, uh, with one of his personalities. I think that was really smart. Um, and, and it, to a degree so far, Steven, his personality has been the focal point of the first two episodes, but it looks like things are going to shift to Mark kind of in the third, but we'll still see Steven. I mean, he always has a multiple personality disorder going on, but what would you say to Katie Christian? Yeah. I mean, I found it actually an interesting way to start with Steven because, uh, you know, the, the moon Knight that I'm familiar with, he was predominantly Mark Spector. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the time that I remember him, he was a member of the West Coast Avengers because his book got canceled. So they a lot of this <laughs> stuff goes by a lot of this stuff goes by the wayside when you're in a team book. You know, it's like well, we got we got Fair. room for one of your personalities, kid. Pick one. <laughs> but uh, I think that they they did it really interesting, and I think uh, I, I think Oscar Isaac is great really in in everything. You know, I mean, he's one of those guys that manages to be good in a movie that's not very good and uh mm. it's it's, tr- it's it was a tragedy somehow the way that they, palpatine returned yeah <laughs> it was a tragedy the way that they used him uh in uh in X-Men apocalypse mm. uh because mm. the fact that he was playing apocalypse i'm like this could be this should be great and it, it was not uh mm. so but i i think that uh it's great because he you know and we've only seen two personalities Right, well, and I not guess to give too much the... away, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't, and I don't quite know. You know, when you adapt something, you're like, well, I don't know what they're going to keep. I don't know what they're going to throw right. out. Maybe this is it. Maybe it's just these two. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, when they did the big screen adaption of Legion, the personalities were definitely different than I was expecting from the comics. Really? So uh, you know, I, I think that they made it in a way where they weren't afraid for you to be confused at the end of the first episode. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit of a gamble for a show that's every week when it's a binge show. It's like, yeah, you can be confused for the first six because oh. you'll stay up and watch them that first night. And know? don't you feel like WandaVision kind of paved the way for like, things are going to get weird, but just stick with us. You're going to find out what's happening next. Yeah. Cause it wasn't really episode. F- it was episode four of WandaVision where finally you got to, you know, see the outside world and you started, you know, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that these Disney Plus shows, they're they are just like, uh, it's, it's got the Marvel, the little Marvel intro, so we figure you'll be back next week. And um, they'll hang with us. And, and they're right. They're very right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think uh, that even with some expectation of where I was going, like at the end of the first episode, I, it was like, I'm glad they showed us him in the suit. 
because I think if it ended mm. and we didn't even get a glimpse of it, I would have felt like, all right, that was a little bit of a letdown. Jeez. But it's like, yeah. it's great. It was like just for a second, you know? Mm. And I think probably when the show is able to be binged at the end of it, it's probably like it'll flow very quickly. But mm. I, it's, I like the fact that we're talking about a show for a whole week. And I think it's smart that they do these with these shows, not just to keep you, you know, subscribed for at least six weeks. And, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think that, uh, just not knowing really what's going on with Konshu and, yeah. uh, you know, not that good of a guy, but, uh, and I mean, I just, I just like Ethan Hawke in general and every time that he comes up, no, I, yeah, I didn't every, even know he was in this and he showed up. I was like, yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I was like, what's happening here? There's, there's a very, uh, underappreciated Hamlet that he did in like 2000. I think it's him and Julia Stiles and Bill Murray's yeah. Polonius. And it's like probably one of my favorite like Shakespearean adaptations. Uh, don't get me started on that Romeo and Juliet. I really liked that. And I always liked him in the Before Sunrise movies and, and just everything. I, I yeah. So like to see him as a totally different guy, I'm yeah. like, yeah, all right. And, uh, you know, anytime somebody plays that like calm, like oh, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just uh, somewhat misunderstood and now you're dead. Great. <laughs> you know, let's get let's get more of that, you know. Yeah. Okay. Got it. It's good. I I had shared on this very show some of the worries that I had about a character that, like Christian said, has not had a definitive run that was like, oh, that's the story they got to tell, or that's the angle they got to take with it. You know, so many of these Marvel characters do have that clear story. Uh, I love what I'm seeing with the, the Moon Knight. I think I love how they're telling it. I think it's my favorite so far. Uh, Marvel. Uh, show on Disney Plus, and wow. one of the things that I that I'm really looking forward to, and I like that it's six episodes, and we're going to get it. I'm looking forward to the fact that he's not going to stand, he's not going to stay by himself. I mean, this is a this is a character that is a character that's like you said, person is it is sometimes on teams, and yeah. that team is like uh, this guy's nuts. <laughs> he's like <laughs> listening to a moon god half the time and talking to himself. Uh, how can we trust this guy? Oh, he's an incredible elite fighter. Uh, he's great to have on a team when he has his brain together, which is almost rarely. Uh, I love having him on a team. He's like, a, like they said in the first episode, he he has chaos within him. And then putting him on a team, like we've talked about, potentially a Dark Adventures team right. uh, with Thunderbolts and that yeah. kind of stuff. Like he he fits on that. If a lot of the Thunderbolts that we end up seeing in a Thunderbolt series come from Disney plus with like the John Walker character. And uh, we, we did have uh, the second black widow in Hawkeye. Uh, if we start seeing those characters kind of become a dark Avengers show, Thunderbolts team, Moon Knight definitely belongs on it, even though traditionally he's never been on the Thunderbolts. He was on West coast Avengers. Uh, it's pretty, pretty fun to, to watch this every week. And, uh, and again, like we are talking about it. Yeah. Uh, it is a different style of Marvel show and, the two actors in this are at the top of their game. They're really incredible. And I just, I have to know, are the split personalities from Conchu or did he have that before? I think it's a good question. And we're, well, we're going to see. Because did okay. Conchu okay. break okay. him? Yeah. Like, no, did Conchu that, break that, Mark Spector? Yeah. yeah or they, was it? They, for this version of the character, they can they can do whatever they want with it. Oh, okay. But, so that's I mean, like even... I think they said it in the second episode that you know it it, it worked for Konshu because he was already kind of split. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I thought right. I took that away from it. And yeah, I mean, he says because you're already broken, yeah. which yeah. might have also meant you were already violently like immoral yeah. because Mark quote, may have killed some people in Egypt, and we're getting back to Egypt now in the series. <laughs> but like, like. Yeah. But like 
that could have been the nature of his fracture was that morally he was a he was kind of not very nice so it's easy for Kanchi to corrupt them because he was already corrupted you know and then the personalities spill out who knows it's just fun. Huh. Um, we've got this uh, Jim Pugnarelli. He just won't won't relent. But what's great about <laughs> Jim? What's great about Jim is he knows he knows his geek stuff, and yeah. he knows me very well. And so he knows how to throw me a segue, as he does when he says, "Moon Knight is dealing with segmented, divided consciousness in a way very similar to another great show, Severance, on HBO Max, which Katie loves. I'm obsessed. I'm absolutely obsessed. It's a it's a really well told story. It almost feels like, (laughs) did you ever have to sit through like Brecht or like some kind of like show where it's like waiting for Godot or something where it's like, you're telling a story, but you're not telling the pieces that are like the linking of a story. It feels like the great version of like that kind of a show where you're not given all the information for several reasons. And like, as you slowly, and I love how simply the show does this, like just tiny little things like an image or something, they just slowly reveal what's going on behind the curtain. It's so well done. I've never seen a show so well written. And this guy, his only credit was, this show, I think, I looked him up on an MDB. The guy, the writer of the show, um, well, Ben Stiller's directing it. Do I Ben Stiller's right? directing it? Yeah, okay. um, which, he's done some stuff. He's done a few things, and I, I really yeah. like this like generation of Ben Stiller because he, he's bringing us some really cool products right now, um, mm-hmm. and directing some really great things. And I love that he's coming. And Adam from, Scott's in it. Yes, and. and I love watching him. Never seen an Adam Scott like film like, or a piece like this. And he's doing so well and he's so fascinating. And I've never seen like an acting level on this level from Adam Scott. I think this is perfect in the like the kind of genre he should be in from now on. <laughs> Not to right, like Jim, in his career. Jim says Geekscape is that Severance is Dollhouse, Stepford Wives, Eternal Sunshine, Portal. Portal. It, we were talking about it Portal. It is Mind Bendy Wendy. Great. Yeah, no, it's so basically the premise of this is that, you know, the whole like work life separation, um, they want to keep it that way. So they do this little implant in your brain. And when you're down at work, you only know work and your personality and work. But when you leave work, you're your outside personality, you just do all the things that you do after work. So it's like you get that split. However, in doing so, you create a new person or a new personality that they mm-hmm. call their innie that only knows what's going on in work. And that's the only life they know. They don't know like alcohol. They don't know parties. They don't know, like they don't even know where they're from or where they are, but it's sort of like they have a childlike understanding of the world. And in that way, they do this very odd work that you're not totally sure on. And it's, it's so fascinating. It's so fascinating. And <laughs> I, I have to recommend that if anybody does watch this, like go through the entire thing, you luckily get to binge it. And I'm very jealous of that. Yeah. Um, but also download, there's a uh, companion book on Apple books that you can download. And it's a conversation between a woman who's severed. Um, that's what they call them. Uh, severed yeah. uh, writing to an editor of a newspaper. And there's a, about how she had communication with her any, um, through this sort of like coded dialogue and what happens with like the editor and this story and how this is plays out. It's fascinating. You could look at every single frame of this show and find something new. Like they, they drop hints all the time. It's really, really well done. I was already going to watch it. I just know that yesterday we're sitting here at this Hibachi grill mm. 
And Katie said, Jonathan, are you watching Severance? And I said, no. And she took me by the side of the face and she shoved my head onto the grill. Yep. And, and I held it there it, for a while. Like I, She held it there for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> the lady had to peel it off. She used a little <laughs> scraper to peel it off. Yeah. But the, the remaining skin fragments, she did flip up in the air. And it was, I, this is what I heard. I wasn't there. It tasted I, I like pork, there, yeah. you know, yeah. like it was really tasty. <laughs> I had a volcano flame sticking out my ear. It was weird. <laughs> he, she just uh, put like onion rings uh, on the yeah. side of his head and then did the fire. Geeks gave us watching on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. You can, you can tell I'm better looking now. So thank you, Katie. <laughs> Uh, Let me have a very I, quick uh, name droppy uh, Benny Hanna yeah. moment. My wife took me for my birthday once, uh, yeah. and as we were pulling in, Kiefer Sutherland was outside on his phone, and so my wife was like, "And there's Jack Bauer." And then we went mm-hmm. in, and uh, it was the night of the Grammys, and you know the Grammys were early here, and uh, Kanye was there with a bunch of people. Uh, so that was the most. I, I've what? not gone back to Benny Hanna because I'm like, "What? Tell me the trip to Benny Hanna that's going to be better will, than that." Yeah, yeah what's you don't know who you're missing. You, I mean, you. There might be so you might be a celebrity magnet. Like That's you true. might be the reason that they're there. I, I, as soon as Geeks gets over, I'm gonna call to Heidi and be like, "Yo, you hear this? <laughs> he done saw that Kanye. He <laughs> saw Kanye West. We gotta go back to that band, Hannah. I love that he you done can... seeing these celebrities. This is why we moved to Hollywood. <laughs> I love that you turned full on Hick right there. <laughs> I'm like a Hick uh, that moved to Hollywood. Oh my goodness, Beverly Hillbillies. I just want to meet Jim Varney. Uh, hey, I got bad news for that guy. Nice. Yeah, bad news for that character. Um, I just had a quick right. thought on Severance uh, because yeah. I believe it's on Apple TV yeah. Plus. Because my thinking on Severance is I can't wait to binge it just as soon as Ted Lasso comes back because that's the only time I ever have Apple TV Plus. Is yeah, when Ted no, Lasso's on. So, and I do, but I, I really, do get that, yeah. I, you're really doing a good Christian. job in making me wish that I had already watched it. So it's, it's Christian, just come over to our place. Yeah, Heidi wanted to start Severance last night, okay. and I said, no, 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 you do not start the Severance. And she goes, but yeah. you're watching basketball. I said, yeah, but this is a show I want to watch with you. And she goes, it's not fair, Jonathan. I said, get yourself a basketball team. <laughs> get yourself something to watch when I'm watching basketball. Like do anything, <laughs> but like do not you start. There are shows we watch apart. Bridgerton, and there are shows that we watch together. And this is a show we watch together, and I ain't having it, Heidi. No, I no, get, no. I do get that. I do get that. Like if I fall the things asleep, I sacrifice I'm gonna have to, for her. I have yeah. to do homework afterwards, but yeah, I, uh, it's a good show, you guys. We talk so much about it, but I can't give anything away. I, uh, you know, you make sacrifices for the people you love. One of the sacrifices was going to the Ren Fair in a uh, thousand degree heat on Saturday. Oh yeah. Uh, it was like 100 degrees. We go to this Ren Fair. Um, and uh, she loves the Ren Fair. It usually opens sometimes around her, you know, it opens around her birthday every year. Uh, in the last two years, she's had these tickets from 2020. The little thing called a pandemic got in the way. So she's been holding on to these Ren Fair tickets. And um, they moved to 2021. Finally, in 2022, they were like, we'll give you two extra Ren Fair tickets. <laughs> so we go to the Ren Fair finally. And it just happens to be on the day that is a hundred degrees, but she already invited all these friends to come because it was her birthday. So like, you can't be like, Oh, just kidding. We're not going when really like the thing to do would have been like, Hey, can we go the next day when it's overcast and not a hundred degrees? It was too late. Everybody started showing up. Uh, so we go to this thing and I just don't know if it's for me, man. I've been in the Ren Fair a few times already and they don't, they don't change a whole lot. It's like the same performers and stuff. Everybody's in character. I don't want to be in character. I just want to have my turkey leg. I want to be grumpy. I want to maybe throw some axes or like shoot an arrow and then maybe watch a joust and some funny 
comedy and then just go home. I don't want somebody coming to my face and being like, hello, kind sir. May I riddle you? And that's like, no, don't want to do that. There was a guy who like was Did hitting on Heidi there? multiple times. I don't know. I was texting Katie like half, like most of the time throughout the thing. It's like this dude's like shooting his shot with Heidi. He shows up in this freaking velvet suit and he's like milady oh who are you with this buffoon here and i'm like are you really serious doing this and he, you That's know he's do. doing like, his hoity-toity employed to do this at the run fair there was one time i auditioned to do the run fair and they were like are you cool with like being overtly sexual and i was like nope and i left <laughs> <laughs> yeah this guy gives heidi a coupon that was like you have a demerit for not being affectionate with your betrothed you can cash it in by kissing another and he was like just looking at her like please pick me please pick me and heidi didn't really know what it was so she just like shoved it in her pocket i was like oh thank you i just like walked away and the guy was like no <laughs> jim pellegrinelli says rent fairs are awesome one of the best summers of my life I worked at one. Jim would be great at one. Well, that's a great, that's Matt, a great trait. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It says, I don't want to be a character, says the man who's always in character. Katie? Spot, no, I'm, spot, I'm never spot on. This is who uh, I get. Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt on, right? I'm like, I'm like Mark's, I'm like Mark Spector. These aren't characters, Matt. These are pieces of a fractured mind. That <laughs> this is my real to. British accent. Is, which one Later is Gators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of bad British accents and what Jim said, I also worked at the Renaissance Festival, the one in New York. Yes! I did it for three summers. I was uh, 16, 17, and 18, and it's the best summer job you could ever have. Yeah. Because I worked at a tavern, and yes, I was 16, and nice. I was just slugging uh, you know, kegs of beer around, We, you know, and uh, just running around getting, you know, big... Uh, huge bags of ice running them all around and uh it, it was like 10 minutes from my house the one in new york and uh it was like all these i have to be very specific for my motivation yeah all these other girls worked there from other high schools who let's just say they didn't know how cool i was they were meeting me for the first <laughs> time so i got Perfect. to position myself maybe as, mm -hmm. you know, as slightly improved i was i got to you know i got to stop being steven and i got to present myself as mark specter basically mm -hmm. and uh, but you're still wearing a leotard you know what you were incurred and and i wore like uh like these these like short pants or whatever they they Pantaloons. were it was not a leotard mm -hmm. but you were encouraged to be rude to the customers and uh, I had a semi-decent British accent back then. And I'm just like, this is this is great. I wish it was more than two days a week. But uh, I loved that job. Going to the Renaissance Festival in the years since, I'm like, oh, this isn't as fun. Nobody's paying me. Yeah, yeah. nobody's paying is me it, to dress up right now. Is it true, Christian, that they're all swinging afterwards? Like when they close up shop, like like they're like, hey, we're already sweaty. Let's get it. Yeah. Well, you have I, I, I can just speak for that one. But uh, the people who would, uh, you know, some people who just attend, but also the people who work a lot of the booths, they would go from the way that the calendar was like the one in, I think, Maryland was right before that. And then there was another one after ours, you know, so they would it was like following the Grateful Dead or Fish. And <laughs> they would go from Ren Fair to Ren Fair and just work throughout like the spring and summer. And there was a campground in the back. And uh, it uh, it did get it, was it did like get a little Olympic, wild. Uh, yeah, got it. Yeah, it uh, it, you don't it, step it was a it was a little bit more Lord of the Flies than Yellow Jackets. Let's just say. Oh. <laughs> well, Jim Pellegrinelli says Christian, we should talk because he's got his story. Was working at the Ren Fair, and uh, you know what? Like, 
I'll do anything for Heidi. Uh, we had a great weekend. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we had dinner with Chris White, who's previously on the show. Talk about Electric Jesus, his film that you should be watching. We had a great weekend. Um, and the Ren Fair was just hot. I'll, I will go back, sweetie. If you're listening to this, I will go back. Um, <laughs> if she's not listening, I ain't going back. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it'll be fun. Um, I'm glad we had a good weekend. And Katie got to put my face on a hibachi grill. For all the fans so, out there, I do, yeah. I, I do all my the part. Fans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. This is what you got to do because we got we got to finish the show. I mean, listen, we can't just make up all the missed episodes of Christian now. That's years <laughs> no. of years of content, Bring but he's part Christian of the network back. now. It's true. Christian, Christian is here to stay. He's got a Geekscape book club here on the network. You can also catch Christian in a few other places. What would those be, Christian? Other shows uh, that you do? The, the one-stop shop for pretty much everything is my YouTube channel, Bladcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. And you'll find my show, Marvel Movie Talk. We did our uh, Morbius special today uh, with uh, my friend Zia Anderson, who people know from the Chip Chipperson podcast and a bunch of other places. She and I used to do a lot of shows at uh, After Buzz. And uh, also the titular Blackcast. And sometimes I'm feeling adventurous and about twice a month we do a political show called Biden time uh, because I can't I can't spend more than two days a month on politics. It's too hard. These You're days. fighting back against the hey. darkness, Christian. Uh, You're doing no, your part I, to fight against the darkness. I try. And uh, the the titular black cast, we're, we're no Geekscape, but uh, we're getting close to 500 episodes. We're at episode 488. <laughs> so we're getting close. Oh, only invite him back. Like <laughs> 700 episodes in the future, then invite London back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. By the time you return, you'll have reached the number we're on now. Of yeah. That's <laughs> no. I'll, I'll, have, I'll have eclipsed it. Yeah. There's no way. Christian, the, the fault is all mine that you haven't been back. It's just. Hey, at, at any point that I was in the chat in one of these shows, I could have messaged you afterwards. Like, you know, I know, you know, I'm too. available. You want to, you want to, you want to have me on. So that's fine. No, yeah. the, the, the truth is Geekscape is like Christian did get active in the chat when we started doing these over the stream yard and the, the live shows over pandemic. And it was the way to like tell Jonathan, Hey man, like I'm still very knowledgeable. I still exist. I'm still a better host than you. And I definitely <laughs> Christian and I, I think, went from the chat on a Geekscape uh, to an email and, and me saying, hey, you're a total asset. Like, we got to figure out something for you to do for the Geekscape yeah. network because I know yeah. you're an asset. I love having you on the network. And I love having everybody on the network. I love having Katie on the network. Um, everybody. Uh, Wizard of Video Games is coming in under the wire to, from Twitch to say, next episode request, table read of Jonathan's Monkey Island script. <laughs> no, you know sorry, he's got one. You know and half of it one. was already cannibalized into the uh, Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean movie, so don't even start. Uh, I have to rewrite now. I have to see what's in Return of the Monk Island, so that in Return of Monk Island, so that I can rewrite it. So there no, 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 it's a science. It's a science. Was it was by any chance? Did you just get the script for Cutthroat Island and do find and replace and change all the words to monkey and monkey? Of cutthroat? Yeah. The rumor I've heard is that some of the writers from a certain Pirates of Caribbean franchise uh, in the late 90s. And the, the story's online, if you Google it. They were hired by Spielberg, and they were brought in to do like the last iteration of a script for the Mike Allen movie that Spielberg was going to spearhead as, I think, oh. an animated film. This is a real and thing. And when that film... Wow. When that, yeah, it was a real thing. And when that film didn't go forward, they moved on. And, you know, coincidentally, did end up writing a couple pirate-ish movies like treasure planet and the pirates of caribbean films even though in interviews they've claimed that uh, they've never heard of monkey island 
well, what are you talking about? Oh, I don't know. Those elements from those games just happen to turn up in some of the movies you wrote. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know what was going on there, but I know Jonathan wasn't too happy when he saw some of those set pieces in some of those movies being like, hey, I've seen this before. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> it's all Disney now, baby. It's all Disney now. Disney so now. it's le- it's all good. We're getting a new Monk Allen game. Uh, and you're going to get a new episode next week. Uh, Katie, where can they find you? You can find me on all of the socials at at El Sassy Pants, E-L Sassy Pants, sometimes with a Z. <laughs> I'm sorry to keep you all long on these episodes, Geekscapist, but obviously we have our a uh, lot to talk about. We have a lot of stuff, and I hope we've covered them sufficiently. We're going to be talking about a ton more next week. Uh, so what you got to do is you got to hit the share button, send it to your friends, hit the subscribe button if you haven't so far, write a review if you haven't done that, and um, I don't know, just keep spreading the love. We have tons of shows on the Geekscape Network. I really appreciate you all checking out the flagship show that started everything and kind of nothing at the same time. Christian... <laughs> Katie, thank you. This is Geekscape. Share it with your friends. Over and out. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.